This Tuesday, the 26th of September, Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app. Use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick him in college or NFL and run up to 20x in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, the 25th of September. We are here to handicap all of the important action um, across MLB for Tuesday, the 26th. And tonight is an OG special. We've got, I think, what most people agree, are the two best uh, hosts on the show. Joining us from Houston, Texas, is Mr. Moonaf Manji. Hey, Moonaf, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, last week of the regular season, I had to schedule it away where at least you and I got one more pot in before at least the regular <laughs> season ended, so we can uh, uh, you know shoot the shit a little bit as well. But uh, no, glad to be here with you, Mal. It's uh, it's still some meaningful baseball left to be played, but I can't believe we're almost we're almost at the finish line at least of the regular season. I was trying to tell my friend earlier on, um, I've been we've been watching the kids play football tonight, so I was trying to explain to my friend that it's the last week of the season, and I just didn't really, I, I didn't, I couldn't give him any context for it because I I feel like I've played every game, like I'm exhausted. I feel like I've played 156 games and without the last thing, I'm absolutely knackered. Um, and then we get a month of the playoffs. So this time next week, Moonaf, what are we going to be doing? Yeah, so we'll probably do like a playoff preview. Uh, I'll try to schedule like I know we did the World Series draft last year. Just try to figure out a way to do that again. But um, I think next Monday we'll probably come back, maybe review the season, uh, look ahead to the wild card games that are, are going to be starting on Tuesday, Wednesday. I think the official playoffs then, at least for the divisional rounds, I believe start on Saturday if I'm not mistaken. So um, I mean, this is a good reminder to. Remind our listeners, if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel or to um, the podcast, wherever you do get it with that Spotify or Apple. Now is a great time to do so. Um, and all great things must come to an end. If you uh, look at the chat there, uh, Mal, that TVDBJ is not the first one in the door. Yep, TVDBJ has lost his streak um, because Jason... Uh, Jason Winterman, new uh, long-time listener, first time live. Jason's bossed through the door and has just wrenched TV DVJ's streak off him. Uh, so well done, Jason. Uh, Jason is the man. Jason is the hot hand, Trev. Your old news, Trev. Uh, we don't want to hear it from you. You've gone bottom of the depth chart with you, young man. Um, fantastic. Um, Moonaf, I was going to ask you about the Houston Astros. Myself and Lonte did a show last night. Um, it was, there was only four games today. 
Um, Arizona blew one against the Yankees and then there's three games later on tonight. And um, a lot of this show last night, we talked about Houston because A, they've got quite a big game tonight. So we mentioned them, we handicapped that game. But then also we handicapped um, their chances to make the playoffs, to, uh, to then advance and do well in the playoffs. Uh, and now you're closer than any of us to what's going on in Houston. So I know you've had a few opinions on it. I saw you were uh, texting Lonte some stuff. So yeah, what, how are you feeling about this week? What's going on? I think if we want to talk about it from a baseball uh, perspective, Mal, it's really been that the it's number one, the lineups that Dusty Baker is putting out for the Astros because I know a lot of fans have been angry anytime they do see Martin Maldonado uh, in the batting lineup because he's batting. I, I think you probably have a better curve batting average than he does, Mal. Uh, I, think, I think he's in the 200, isn't he? Or is he considerably? He's probably, yeah, he's probably around 200 or probably like less than 200. Um, that's probably a problem number one. And also the pitching just hasn't been there this season. And I think also, I mean, you take a look, you brought in, you brought Justin Verlander back, but I mean, he hasn't been the Cy Young pitcher that we saw last year. I mean, after what he did last year for this team, um, I was just incredible to see. I, I thought that he was going to regress significantly this year and he has. Um, and another part of it has been, is that, uh, like I mentioned, uh, injuries to the pitching rotation, right? Uh, no, no Lance McCullers, so I don't know how long it's been for the Astros. Luis Garcia was lost at the beginning of the season. J.P. France was pitching well, but he has significantly regressed as well. Um, and I just kind of feel like that all like the deep runs that they made in the playoffs, maybe that fatigue is starting to catch up to them because this we know this lineup is one of the best in the American League, if not the whole MLB. But at the same time, you also have to you also have to pitch to win ball games, and they just haven't been able to do that. And this past weekend was a great example of that. I mean, what they gave up six plus runs in every single one of those games uh, to the Kansas City Royals, and they just haven't been able to beat the Oakland A's and Kansas City Royals of all teams. So I think that yeah. pretty much sums it up. And I was I was talking to I think I was talking to Cam. He's a Rangers fan, the golf producer, uh, and who also does all of our wonderful thumbnails for us. Um, I told him that if they if the Astros lose on Monday night, I, I think I think they're done for for the season. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, well, I mean, things happen so quickly in, in baseball. And yesterday afternoon when I sat down to have a because I knew me and Lonnie wanted 20 minutes to have a look around some postseason markets. And I tried to I tried to make a case for the Tampa Bay Rays and I couldn't. And then the next team I tried to make a case for with Houston. Yeah. Um but the more you looked into it, the harder it was um to make that case. They just they just wobbled so much. Uh, Maldonado is hitting 189 moon off. I've just there looked at it. Um but since the All-Star break, the Houston have a team ERA. Sorry, I think it's a starting pitch in ERA. Yeah. 4.99. So yeah. effectively five. Um, right. And after that 25th, 26th in MLB, something like that, I think they've won like six of the last 23 home games. Uh, that recent series, the, um, the Kansas City Royals, nine for 52 uh, with runners in scoring position. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely limping towards the line. But then every every team I looked around, I found it easier to rule them out um, of my betting than it was to put them in. There wasn't many. I kind of I, I I ended up with the Toronto Blue Jays by process of elimination. There was nobody left. Um, the Braves, they, like we said, that the Braves and the Dodgers loom over that half of the draw. Um, but the Braves pitching's a little bit bashed up. Yeah, the Dodgers is the same. And 
like I say, it was it was quite easy to Baltimore didn't want anything to do with that. The bullpen's just packed up now, and I think the lack of experience might cost them. Um, Texas alive, Texas and Toronto, I think were the two um, that, that stood out. But yes, this this week goes on. We'll know more about it, and we'll be able to make some very definitive picks uh, next Monday night. Um, yeah, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, tomorrow's card, Tuesday's card is a full card. Um, we are going to look around the the bigger games, the games that have playoff implications. There's two or three off the board. Um, the majority are uh, we have priced up. So we'll start tomorrow with a. Let's have a look. Six ten, Eastern first pitch. Between the Cincinnati Reds and the Cleveland Guardians, we have Hunter Green going for Cincinnati, and we have Lucas Giolito going for Cleveland. Um, it's very close on the groups. It's effectively a match. Cincinnati, you can get at minus 104, with Cleveland at minus 108. And a total of eight, Munaf. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I, I'll start with this. This was very difficult to... Uh, pick a pitcher or pick one of these pitchers because they are just going in opposite directions on what's yeah. going on this season for both of them. I'll start with Hunter Green here. Uh, I mean, I know we've talked a lot about him uh, over the course of not only this season, but last season now, but he was supposed to be the next great thing for the Cincinnati Reds, but he's pitched pretty well, I guess I should say, over the last five games at least, where he is 2-1 and one with a 2.93 ERA. Um, he's only allowed nine earned runs and 27 and two-thirds innings pitch. And he's uh the Reds, I've actually say, have won uh throughout his last four starts. Meanwhile, for Lucas Giolito, who did make a return for this um uh for the Angels uh ro- sorry, the Guardians rotation, uh he has uh how should I put this nicely? Uh I'd say <laughs> he hasn't been very good. So if you take a look over his last five games here, Mel, one and four. With a 6.11 ER, and I'm using my phone here because my internet's kind of being wacky, but um, 19 earned runs and 28 innings pitched. Uh, his last start, he gave up three earned runs and five and one third innings, uh, five and one thirds innings pitch. But he had a phenomenal outing against the Texas Rangers. Seven shutout innings, two hits. He had 12 strikeouts in that game uh, for the uh, for the Guardians there, but. I, I don't know. I, I could not separate either one of these pitchers. If you had a gun to my head, Mal, I would lean with the red side, but I think we'll end up seeing runs in this game because I think both pitchers are susceptible to giving up runs. And also for Giolito, the Guardians have lost four of his last five starts as well. So I don't trust Giolito. I really don't trust Hunter, Hunter Green, but Hunter Green is the pitcher that's in better form right now. I'll go with the Reds on the money line, but I do like the over in this game here, Mal. Um, you see, I'm much higher on Hunter Green, I think, than you, Moonaf. Yeah. Um, we've been waiting for him to, to put a little run together. Um, obviously, plagued by injury is always very well thought of in fantasy drafts and when you read oh, a couple of years ago, prospect articles, things like that. And he's had three really good starts from his last four. He was scoreless yeah. at the Giants through five and a third, scoreless against St. Louis through six, one earned run against Minnesota through seven. And then the other one, he gave up three at the Mets, which wasn't a disaster. Um, Giolito, I went early tonight with my big nope of the day. Um, I need one of those. I need a stamp moon off, a big red stamp like a librarian um, that I'm going to just bang. No, fair for Giolito. So that was it, really. Cincinnati, much better on the road. 
as well, oddly, they, um, they've also got something to play for, where Cleveland are just uh, scuffling along. So, yeah, match on the boost. Cincinnati shit the bed. They blew that, what, nine-run lead against Pittsburgh on Saturday night or mm-hmm. Sunday night. Well, uh, whatever it was, it was a disaster. Uh, but, yeah, I think they can get a win here. Minus 104 um, against Giolito, I think, is a good price. Uh, next up is a... It's hard to find these games now. This one's off the board. 6.35 Eastern. Washington Nationals at the Baltimore Orioles. Washington uh, have a TBD pitcher, and I've not seen a pitcher listed at all. I have no clue. Uh, while Kyle Bradish is confirmed um, for Baltimore. Uh, Kyle Bradish, I mean, I'll tell you what we can about it, struggling to make a pick. Bradish is 11-7 and seven with a 3-0-1 ERA. Probably top of this... Uh, Baltimore rotation at the minute, unless you want to throw John Means in there. Um, in terms of who would you throw out in a in the first playoff game, who would be your, your first player to throw out? Um, John Means took a no hitter into the seventh inning last night. Um, a pitcher that we were really high on for for large spells early last season before he hurt himself. Um, Bradish has lost his last two, but he's pitched well. Um, the six innings. Zero earned runs at Houston last time catches the eye. Um, and he does have a 257 home ERA. If I'm betting Baltimore this week, or probably going until the end of the season, um, I'd be wanting to take the bullpen out of the occasion. They're just done. Um, and without wanting to take a victory lap, I mentioned this back in May, that there wasn't enough length coming out of the Baltimore starters. Um, Cano... Just can't punch it. He's gone all season punching everyone out. He can't do it anymore. He hasn't got it in him uh, to get a punchy. Um, so, yeah, Baltimore first five, probably on their own line. Depends who decided, uh, who Washington to decide to throw out. But that would be my only my only handicap here, is that anything that you do want to do would be to take the Baltimore, Baltimore pen out of the equation, Muna. Yeah, I think if you're Baltimore, you probably just want to go out and take care of business in this, uh, uh, in this series against the... Uh, against the Nationals, right? Because you still have a two and a half game lead over the Orioles, and if you, I think if you take care of business here, and let's say the Rays drop a game or two here, you're pretty much clinching that division, uh, and you don't have to worry about it in the in the back half of the of the uh, the week here, whether that's the you know the weekend series. Yeah. So, and I, I've been a fan of of Kyle Brash and what he's been able to do this season. I think by far he's probably been. Uh, the most consistent pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles, uh, 11 and seven on the season with a 3.01 ERA. He's been absolutely fantastic over his last five starts, three and one with a 2.90 ERA. Uh, he also shut out the Houston Astros offense in his last start and his six innings, two hits, and he got nine strikeouts in that game. So um, depending on the price, I would probably look at a run line play here for the uh, Orioles in this game. Um, if you're looking for uh, playoff tickets for next week, the place to look for them is game time. Um, game time will make it very quick and easy and not stressful, even in the slightest, uh, to get tickets for any um, sport, comedy, theatre, etc., including um, those fantastic MLB playoff tickets for next week. Um, game time has things like flash deals, last minute tickets, um, and the game time guarantee uh, outstanding offer. Um, that is, if you find the tickets in the same section and rule for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. I know Sean uh, was using the uh, Game Time app to get tickets for SoFi um, for the Eagles-Rams uh, game. I think it was all his friends and family, etc. going down. Um, so, yeah, download the Game Time app, create an account, 
Use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account. Redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Underdog Fantasy. And a great way to play alongside your favourite football team all season long. Win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. From now until the 4th of October, Underdog is matching 100% the first deposits up to 500 bucks, $100,000. Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy, where you've got 2 million in prizes. You've got 100K in prizes this week, uh, where 10 people will win 10K. Um, if you didn't catch up with Sean and Ryan's um, recap show on the NFL, Cameron Kerr, who Moonaf's already mentioned, um, threw out a beauty of an underdog fantasy play last night, hit a 90-something to one. Um, needed Jalen Warren Yards in the last game last night for the Steelers, and he hit that. Um, needed that to go higher. And sure enough, Cameron hit a winner. So if you want those winners, uh, sign up with the promo code SGPN, and underdog will double your first deposit. Um, up to 500 bucks. That's gone up as well, that offer. Uh, underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Next game that is handicappable on the card is a 6-4 Eastern first pitch between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Mitch Keller officially TBD for Pittsburgh, but we think he's going and we have lines, so it seems reliable. Um, where Aaron Nola will go for Philadelphia, who are a minus 180 home favourite. The Pirates are plus 155 and the total is nine million. Yeah, Mitch Keller, we talked a lot about uh, at the beginning of the season, who was having an absolute fantastic year for the Pirates. But uh, after the All-Star game, uh, he really regressed. There was a stretch there in the month of September earlier in the towards the tail end of August where he was starting to look like the pitcher that we saw at the beginning of the year. Um, but uh, over his last or his last two of his last three starts, he's allowed uh, seven earned runs or more. Um, he had a he got shellacked by the Braves in five innings. He came back and bounced back nicely against the Nationals, eight shutout innings. But his last start against the Cubs, he allowed seven earned runs in five and two thirds innings pitched. Uh, meanwhile, Aaron Nola on the other side. Um, he's been a pitcher now that I, I trust more at home at uh, Citizens Bank Park where he does have a 6-3 and three record with a 3.44 ERA. He did face the Pirates earlier this season, uh, where he got absolutely shellacked in that game as well. Five earned runs and four and two-thirds innings pitch. But the Phillies have won four of his last five starts, and it's really been backed by the offense because they've really um, provided the run support for him. Um, he's at home. I think we talked about this last week with, uh, I believe it was me and uh, Lante, or was it uh, Scott, but... I said, anytime I see Nola on the, um, anytime I see Nola on the road, I don't want to back him. When I see him uh, at home, I'm going to get behind him. So I would only look at the run line here again for the Philadelphia Phillies. They're fighting for the uh, wild card positioning. They are at the top uh, in that uh, uh, National League wild card race. They have a five game lead, so they're pretty much safe. But uh, you don't yeah. want to slip up. You want to carry that momentum into uh, the playoffs. And we saw what they did last year, Mal. They made it all the way to the World Series, just fell a little bit short. So I think they're going to continue to play hardball. I could only look at the Phillies' run line here behind Aaron Nola and fading uh, Mitch Keller. Yeah, the Phillies are dangerous as well. That's another. Um, we talked about the Blue Jays and possibly Texas, but the Phillies just lurk in there, uh, a, real, a real danger. Um, Keller, two of his last five have been shockers. Um, yeah. But occasionally he's been okay. In Pittsburgh, they've been playing quite hard this week. They've got a couple of a couple of rookies, a couple of call-ups. They've scored a lot of runs. Um, I mean, we, we just talked about the, the comeback 
against Cincinnati. So they haven't uh, given up. They're, they're building. They're trying to build something towards next season. Um, I can see a real shootout here. Nola's got a 5.06 ERA in his last five. My only issue, I think, with Ishmael is the weather. Um, it's suddenly up that side of the country turned very autumnal. Now, if you watched any of the D-backs Yankees game tonight, it was played pretty much the entirety in like this sideways rain. Um, you can say the managers have got the raincoats on and the hoods up. Um, there's a lot of umbrellas in the stand. So if that continues, we've got games um, quite across. There's a few I picked out tonight. Philly were one, Boston another one um, later on. I think the Mets are on the road, actually. Might not be much of a problem. Um, but yeah, that's, I've got a question mark next to that. I'll have to check that. But other than that, I thought this would... Uh, I was happy for both pitches to contribute and take the over nine here. Uh, that would be my play. Uh, next up, let's have a look at a 7.07 Eastern. First pitch between the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays, where Michael King goes for the New York Yankees and Kevin Gorsman uh, is the pitcher for the Blue Jays. And this game is off the board. I'm guessing just because the Yankees finished maybe an hour ago, uh, if that. Um, yeah. You've got any, any lines on this at all, Moonaf? Uh, let me double check another place where I usually see if there's lines. Uh, give me a second here. Yankees and Toronto. I So I do see... I see a minus 148 in favor of the Blue Jays, plus 124 yeah. for the Yankees, and a total of seven. Okay, oh, yeah, that's what I was scared of moving off that total. My initial play, I mean, uh, yeah, I handicap these without lines most days, um, and I wanted another another run or at least another half a run possibly. Um, King is four and seven on the year, team 66 ERA. Um, he punched out 13 uh, Toronto Blue Jays in his last start. Yep. It was a bit of a wild start because I can't remember who was pitching for Toronto, but they, they punched out load as well. Um, he's only given up one earned run in four consecutive games. Um, Kevin Gorsman, 12 and 9, 329 ERA. He's got quite a lot of inconsistencies in his game log. It's really hard to pin down um, whether it's walks, homers, earned runs, strikeouts. You can't really estimate very accurately um, what he's going to do. Uh, he has been excellent in three games against the Yankees this season, so that might be the point that you need. I don't trust Toronto. I've spent all year not trusting Toronto. Um, so as much as we've talked them up already this year, I can't trust them. It is certainly not at this short price, minus 148. I do trust both pitchers to go okay. Um, I've watched the Yankees again tonight. They still don't score any runs. Um, they really got a little bit lucky they were 4-3 down um, and Arizona just walked in uh, walked in a tie and run and a base hit got it done for, for the Yankees in the I think it was bottom 8 or bottom 9 one or the other um, so yeah my instincts were the under the 7 is a low number Muna, uh, but I will stick with it there's still Yankees even if they're playing well they're good for one or two runs. That's pretty much it. Um, Blue Jays might just fall over the line here, something like three to two, four to two. Uh, so I'll take the under seven, Muna. 
Yeah, look, uh, these two teams or these two pitchers matched up in their last outing uh, against each other. And, you know, that was a game where, like you mentioned, Michael King had 13 strikeouts uh, for the Toronto, uh, sorry, for the New York Yankees. And Kevin Gossman had double digit strikeouts. So I'm going to, number one, the first one I do like in this game, I'm going to go back to Kevin Gossman's uh, strikeouts in this game. Um, if that's anywhere at seven and a half, uh, anything in that realm of, uh, I'm going to go with the over because. Like you mentioned, he's been really good this season against the Yankees. 3-0 with a .90 ERA. He's been in double-digit strikeouts in all three of those games against the Yankees. And um, the Blue Jays have won, let's see here, 5-1, to one, uh, 6-3. to three, The Yankees won in the last game. The Toronto Blue Jays won 6-1. to one. So um, I don't like the price of minus 148. I think I, uh, I like what I've seen from uh, Michael King as well. He's been absolutely fantastic for them. Um, I think I'm just going to play both of these pitchers to have 10 plus strikeouts and parlay that together and get some nice plus odds on that. But if you're going to make me make a pick here, I'm going to go, I'll, I'll lean with the home team, the Blue Jays. I just can't get away from the dominance that, um, you know, um, uh, Kevin Gossman has had against the Yankees. So uh, strikeout props for both pitchers and then uh, lean on the money line here for the Toronto Blue Jays. And um, just for my own frame of reference here, Moonaf, just to, I'm trying to equate a couple of things here. 13 strikeouts, would that kind of be the equivalent of a Premier League team scoring eight goals, or would that be maybe... Um, 13... Uh, I think maybe like five or six. Eight would be probably like a 20 strikeout game, or anything like okay. above 15. That doesn't happen very often, does it, Moon, off a team and score eight goals? Uh, I mean, if you want to play that game, I can pull up some scores for you later on in the <laughs> podcast and see. Uh, so I've been tried- 26 minutes it's taken me. Come on. I think that's very disciplined of me. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't happen very often for teams in Newcastle upon time. I'll say that much. It took me about 90 seconds for Lonte last night. So the over under tonight was uh, well and truly uh, over 20, 26 minutes. Man. I'm quite proud of myself. Okay. Right. Sorry. Let's get back to normal. 7 10 Eastern first pitch is the Miami Marlins at the New York Mets. Left handed pitcher Braxton Garrett for Miami. Left handed pitcher Joey Lucchese for the New York Mets. Minus 130. For the Mets. Really? No. Minus 130 for Miami. Yeah, that makes more yeah, sense. Miami. <laughs> 114 for the Mets and a total of eight. Um, yeah, Garrett, nine and six with a 353 ERA. Um, Miami are one game back in the wild card race here. They've won two in a row, six and four in the last 10. And Garrett has been their best pitcher, unquestionably. Um, a 163 ERA in his last five. His last two scoreless. Um, he's pitched against the Mets three times this season. They were 263 ERA. So just lots of ticks in lots of boxes for Braxton Garrett. Um, Julie Casey, however, uh, is going really well. He's only given up two earned runs in his last three starts. Um, this is the first time Miami are going to finish or endeavouring to finish over 500 um, since 2009. Um, apart from the little COVID season where yeah, they managed it so I think there's a couple of things just tip the balance for me Miami at home um, I still Miami's don't really trust sorry Miami are on the road that's what's confusing me when I read the odds out I've gotten the wrong way around um, I just think that with Miami having something to play for and I do I trust Garrett more than I trust Luke Casey. We, we've been on Garrett 
for several weeks running now, and he, he's um, he, he's done as well every single time. So um, I'm going to Miami a nice price here, minus one thirty. I'm quite happy with that. Uh, excuse me, um, Braxton Garrett's been really good on the road now, six and two with a two point five two ERA, and shockingly, jo- uh, Joey Lucchese has been really good as well, like you mentioned. Um, I think this might just turn into a little pitcher's duel here, Mal. I kind of like the first yeah. five innings under in this game. Um, I think both pitchers can go along well here. Um, I- I'll lean with Miami here as well. I mean, I think the Mets, I mean, we talked about this for I don't know how long uh, ago that their season was pretty much over at the, what, start of end of July, start of August. Yeah. Uh, maybe even before that. But um, I know I just kind of think that um marlins i know that i, I think uh, i i know i for sure picked them to make the playoffs uh this upcoming season and I, i'm kind of trying to pull up the uh standings here and see where they are so these are important games for them they have that third spot right now in or sorry they're one game back behind the chicago cubs uh for that third wild card spot so they still have something to play for right and like you mentioned braxton garrett by far has been their best pitcher i'll trust them here on the road i think it's a, a cheap price for at minus 135 so i'm with you on the marlins yeah, the Cubs have got a, a tricky series as well, which we're going to come to. Um, yeah, my is still very much live and kicking in this race. Um, okay, we'll move on. Um, I'll tell you um, about uh, Hall of Fame bets, um, who are going to help you win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. Um, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. You can research every NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bet with historical stats and data. If you put any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets, parlay optimizer too, it will help you with things like hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities for the parlay, sorting players into who's hot, who's not, who to pick. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Um, the thing to do here is download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. I think somebody was live editing that uh, Google file that I was trying to read that out, so that's a nice thing. <laughs> that's happened to me like 10 times over the course of the times I've done pods. Like I think it's either Sean or Kramer doing it, but yeah. they were deleting it as I was, I was reading the ad reads. It was so bad. Someone booby trapped the bleeding Google from that. I figured it out. It was disappearing before my eye. Oh, uh, I held it together, though, moving after I am a consummate professional, as we all know. Um, right, 7 10 Eastern first pitches. The Tampa Bay Rays at the Boston Red Sox. We have Zach Eflin for Tampa Bay, and Boston have Tanner Hout going to the mound. Minus 125 the Rays, plus 114 the Red Sox. Total is eight and a half, Moonaf. Um, this is your, I've definitely got the winner here, so no pressure, but you need to have the same pick as me. Yeah, I'll start here with Zach Eflin. Uh, on the season 15 and eight with a 3.44 ERA. Now, he has started one game against the Red Sox where he did get, in, I guess, a little bit of trouble. Three earned runs he allowed in five innings in that span. Um, we talked a lot about Zach Eflin this season, is that we trust him at home. And we kind of want to fade him on the road here. I'm trying to look at his stats here. So 11 and four uh, with a 3.30 ERA at home. Um, uh, on the road, four and four with a 3.65 ERA. So um, 
I, I think oh, let me talk about Tanner Houck here because he's been a guy that I haven't really trusted at all for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Um, but I guess he's been competent over his last five starts, and that's putting in nicely because he just hasn't been very good. Two and two with a four point four four ERA. Now he did face his Rays team earlier this season. Um he pitched five innings in that game now, four earned runs off of five hits, six strikeouts, and four walks in that game. And the problem with Tanner Houck is that he issues a lot of walks. And I don't think that you can do that against a, a team like the Rays, who have all the motivation to play for right now. And um, they're two and a half games back, like we mentioned, behind the Baltimore Orioles uh, when it comes to the division. But something my gut kind of tells me to take the Red Sox here on the plus price here because that minus 130 on the Rays looks very, very cheap here. Um, I think we also may see some runs in this game, again, depending on weather, because like you mentioned on that East Coast, the weather is acting up. But I'm going to take the home dog here. I'm going to take the Boston Red Sox plus 110, kind of be contrarian here. Mood half, you make me so proud. That is the correct answer. Thank you. Well done. Um, but the fact is, you, you you laid out the two pitches perfectly. The has been great. How uh, is not good at all. The problem is, Tampa Bay are so banged up, it's remarkable. Um, and this was a huge part of me having to put a line through them when I started to look for little World Series futures and things last night. Um, and since I did that, 28 hours ago, um, so like three more of the players have had bits fall off them. Um, so, uh, low, um, low, low. Uh, I think he fouled the ball off his uh, knee, his patella, he's broken his patella. Yandy Diaz has nicked up. And Randy Rosarena, uh, all carrying injuries now. And uh, Jason Adam as well, who was out of the bullpen. Um, yeah. You can't underestimate a player like that who can literally come into any situation for them. Third inning, closer, whatever you like. Um, he's out as well. And I just don't know what lineup they're going to be able to roll out at all. So not only physically... I think psychologically, that's just got to be a huge blow for them. Um, so, yeah, in a close game, especially if it is a little bit horrible weather and, and Tampa Bay just might not fancy this very much at all. Um, yeah, I'll take Boston. Uh, plus 114 is going to be the price there for the team ride on the dogs. Next up, 720 Eastern first pitch. Chicago Cubs at the Atlanta Braves. Left-handed pitcher, friend of the show, uh, Justin Steele. Goes for the Cubbies in the price elder going for Atlanta. Minus 140 for Atlanta, plus 128 on the Cubbies with a total of nine and a half. Justin Steele, 16 and five with a 300 ERA. And eventually he went wrong in his last two starts. He's gave, uh, given up six earned runs in those two starts. He has lost his last three as well. There's quite a lot of tickets kicking around in the Cy Young forum um, amongst the DJs and the listeners. And I know Moon, I've had a couple of fancy prices as well. Um, he's half a run worse on the road than he is at Wrigley. Uh, Bryce Elder for Atlanta, um, 12 and 4, 363 ERA. Elder might very well have to step up in the playoffs now with you've got Max Freed injured, Charlie Morton's on the IL, and they think he might be able to come back maybe to start a game two or a game three, um, but he's going to be a little while out. So, yeah, Elder's suddenly been thrust back into the top part of this rotation. Um, he's got a 488 ERA in his last five. Um, both teams can score some runs here. Um, 
Chicago is still fighting. I think Chicago are a good price. Uh, good in my head, I'd take the Cubs here at plus 128. Um, Braves don't really need it if they need to um, just sit on what they've got and try and organise themselves, get their ducks in a row for next week. Because like I say, the main concern is going to be their starting pitching. Um, and, and Elder has been a, a problem lately. TV, DBJ is just pointing that out in the chat. Um, so yeah, I think... Uh, the weather should be all right down in Atlanta. It'll be nice enough. Um, I'll take the over nine and a half moon half, please. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I agree with you. I think that we'll see runs in this game, but I think you nailed it, Mal, that um, for this Braves team, like there's nothing for them to play for, right? The division's locked up. Um, I believe they should have the best record in the National League. I just want to see where the Dodgers are um, at that point right now. Give me a second here. So, um, I mean, the Dodgers could still catch them. They're, they have 96 wins to the Dodgers. Braves have the 100 wins. Um, so I think they may need a couple games here to kind of clinch a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But, <clears throat> excuse me, um, <clears throat> for uh, for the Braves, you mentioned it, like the pitching rotation is, is taking a huge hit. Um, and, and that I think that in itself for this team that – they just want to get these guys healthy and just get into the playoffs because they are, you know, one of the favorites, if not the favorites right now to win the, uh, to win the, to win the world series. Right. Um, so I may, I, I think throughout this week, Mal, that you'll probably see guys, even in their batting order, probably get some days off here, you know, guys like Ronald Acuna juniors of the world, the Al's, uh, the Aussie Albies of the world, the Matt Olson's of the world, they might get a, a day or two off here. So I think I would check line yeah. uh, number one, if you're going to be behind Atlanta, but like you mentioned, the Cubs still have a lot to play for, um, being in that wild card race. So it, it's tough to, for me to see Justin Steele bounce back here in a game against the Braves because even without you know one or two of these guys not in that Braves lineup, they're still able to put up runs. We saw that last night where Ronald Acuna Jr. wasn't in the lineup against the National. They were still able to get I think like eight runs. So I agree with you over nine and a half. I'm gunning to my head. I, I probably still go with the Braves uh, on the money line here. Unfortunately, as much as I love Justin Steele, uh, Jason is uh, cool signs the over as well. So everybody's happy with that. Um, next up is a. I think no, oh, it's not the penultimate game at all. We've got three left. Uh, Seven forty Eastern first pitches. The Arizona Diamondbacks at the Chicago White Sox. A uh, stellar pitching matchup between Zach Davis of the Arizona Diamondbacks <laughs> and Jose Ureña of the Chicago White Sox. Um, Arizona minus 132. Um, White Sox plus 120 total. Nine and a half. How are you splitting me? Uh, I, I don't know how I can do this. I mean, look, Zach Davies over his last five games, one and no, but he does have a 5.32 ERA. Hasn't been very good on the road this season. 8.10 ERA. He's allowed at least three earned runs in three straight starts, and he hasn't made his past the fourth inning in any of those starts for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Jose Urena, uh, like you mentioned, uh, probably hasn't been much better for this uh, White Sox team. On the season, 0-6 with a 7.27 ERA over his last four games, 0-4 with a 6.20 ERA. Now, again, when we talk about motivation at this juncture of the season, Diamondbacks have it all in the world, right? We just talked about earlier that they lost the game against the Yankees. That's yeah. a lo- that's a loss that they took, so they're going to have to get these games back against the White Sox. So I think there's another game where we do see runs. I think that the Diamondbacks will be able to outscore uh, the Chicago White Sox in this game. 
Uh, I'll go with the over again in this game. And again, if you had a gun to my head, I'll go with the Diamondbacks here as well because I'm not backing a pitcher that hasn't won a single game yet this season. So uh, I'll go with the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, in this game, uh, but I will. I love the over as well. Yeah, you've absolutely nailed it again, Moonath. I think um, Arizona at minus 132 with a pick for me. They, did, they weren't bad against the Yankees tonight. It was the bullpen, or really, Gingle um, made some errors at the end. I'll tell you what's going to win this game for Arizona is the top of the lineup. We're going to be able to take Arrhenia uh, to, to task here, which is Corbin Carroll. I don't get to watch the Diamondbacks as much um, as other teams. And I watch him tonight, and he's so good. Um, he just never, he always looks like he's going to put the ball in play. But also following him, we're batting to yeah, Moreno, the catcher, and um, we came across from Toronto. I don't think this season, Moonaf, there's been that many trades that have moved the needle. Yeah. You can't think of a really outstanding trade. Like last year, we had the, the sort of trade turner and what have you. Um, either people have got injured a lot um, or just been kind of bang average. Under the radar, Moreno's been excellent. I think he's at over three, um, something like 308. It's over 300 um, since he since he was traded at the Diamondbacks. Made a massive difference. Um, yeah, I just think Arizona will outscore the White Sox. Uh, Davis might give up a few, um, but minus 132 is plenty good enough for a motivated team against a terrible pitcher. And they've just got, I think the White Sox are missing Lewis Robert now as well. Um, yeah. By far their best player. So take him out where the Diamondbacks have still got their best players rolling. And that's enough to tip it over the edge for me. Um, next up is a off-the-board matchup, 9.38 between the Texas Rangers and the LA Angels. And it's TBD for Texas. It is left-handed pitcher Reed Detmers for the Angels. And I'm seeing no lines at all for this. Uh, got not many notes as a result. Detmers... Uh, three and nine, four sixty-four. Uh, he's been great again lately. We liked him a lot. Three thirty-eight in his last five. Um, quite high-scoring games, and that's about all I had. The other, the only other note on this was um, how good Evan Carter's been for Texas. I think he's made a big difference since coming into the lineup. Just um, helped with a little bit of um, a little bit of youthful exuberance. But yeah, I don't have much for this one at all, Moon. Unfortunately, you. Yeah, same. I didn't have much either for this game. Obviously, again, if you want to talk about motivation right now, Rangers sitting atop of the AL West, so they have everything to play for right now. Um, Reed Detmers, I just haven't been a fan of this guy. I know he's had flashes where he's looked like a competent starting pitcher in the uh, MLB. I know there's like a few years ago where he had a no-hitter, but other than that, um, anytime he's on the mound, I usually faded him. But uh, I will mention this, that he does have pretty good history against the Rangers. Uh, just this season alone, uh, he's faced them three times, um, and he has a one-on-one record with a two point two point zero eight ERA. So something to keep in mind there. But uh, this Rangers team is is playing good baseball at the right time, and for them to continue being a top of the AL West, especially when you have the Astros and the Mariners going head to head at least to start this week early, I think this is an opportunity for the Rangers to take care of business against the Angels team that. Obviously, doesn't have their two best players in Otani and um, and Mike Trout. So, um, I would look at Rangers run line or, or nothing at this point. Okay, finally, uh, what a huge series this is! Ten oh five Eastern first pitch, the Houston Astros at the Seattle Mariners. Christian Javier for Houston and George Kirby goes for Seattle. 
Seattle are minus 142 here. Houston are plus 124. And the total set at eight. Moonaf, big old game, this one. Yeah, big series, obviously, for these two teams. Um, I'll start here with Christian Javier. And I think post-All-Star break, he just has not been very good for this Astros pitching rotation. Um, on the road this season, he is 4-2, and two, but he has a 5.40 ERA and 16 starts on the road. At home, that ERA is 3.71 to kind of put it into context there. Post-All-Star break, 2-3 and three with a 5.10 ERA. Now, he does have pretty good historical numbers against the Mariners, but I'm not sure that's going to be able to carry uh, into this game here. Um, since the 2020 season, Christian Javier in eight appearances against the Mariners, 3-1 and one with a 2.45 ERA. However, over his last two starts, um, he's given up a total of eight earned runs and 10 and two-thirds innings pitched to the uh, Seattle Mariners. George Kirby on the other side, 11 and 10 with a 3.58 ERA. Has been really good at home this season, uh, 6 and 4 with a 3.17 ERA. Did have a really good outing against the Astros earlier this season, where he did go six and two thirds innings in that game, allowed six hits uh, to the Astros, but only gave up one earned run. Now, my problem with George Kirby is, is that he's allowed at least three earned runs in five straight starts uh, for the Mariners. And the Mariners have lost four of his last five starts. Um, and also, I'll point this out as well, is that he's given up a home run uh, in uh, four of his last five, oh, sorry, five straight starts as well. But four of his last five starts have actually been on the road, where just to put into context here, Mal, that uh, on the road, five and six with a 3.98 ERA, and at home, six and four with a 3.10 ERA. Uh, God, this one, this one was it was it was difficult for me, but I think the value is probably on the Astros here at plus one twenty. I, I I don't love it, um, but I think this is going to be a game where we probably see you know runs gonna are, are going to be at a premium because we both both organizations know and both managers know how important this game is going to be. So I'll go under eight and I'll take the plus one twenty price on the Astros, but I, I don't love that. My more favorite play is probably going to be the under in this game here, Mel. Okay, um, yeah, my play is Houston Moon. Off, we've uh, we've clicked, we've clicked a lot tonight. Um, Javier's last two have been better, um, and I just think Kirby looks vulnerable. Um, he's been middling, very middling profile re- uh, recently. Three, four, four, three and three um, earned runs in his last five starts. If Houston are going to click. And if Houston are going to put a run together this week, they need to start at some point. They need to start here, in fact. Yeah. Um, we just went through some of the stats earlier on. The, the, the bright spot at the minute has been um, Alvarez, 30-game on base streak, um, the longest uh, active current in the majors. So they're going to have to do something, um, and they're going to have to do it quickly. I think they can, they're better away from home as well. And for some odd reason, undoubtedly, they've been better on the road this season. Um, Houston will be my pick at plus 124. Um, Moon, I've just having a little look around the rest of the card here. Yeah. Um, is there anything that takes your eye? We've got a Dodgers Rockies doubleheader, which isn't very exciting. However, the Rockies can often throw in a good win against the Dodgers. I think mm-hmm. if you take both ends, if you take the Rockies in both legs there, I think you'll end up with one winner. Um, and then the other game, really, that caught my eye is uh, the San Diego Padres at the Giants, just because of the great form the Padres have been in and the great form that Seth Lugo's been in. Um, so Seth Lugo goes tomorrow against um, the rookie. His name is Kyle Harrison. 
uh, left-handed pitcher. He's actually gone all right. Um, but I just think uh, San Diego they went on a bad streak. They nine and one in the last ten. They did lose a couple of nights ago. San Francisco, the exact opposite, two and eight in their last ten. Um, San Diego are just playing with the handbrake off at the moment. Um, so San Diego run line. They've been winning and they've been winning comfortably. Uh, so that would be my best of the rest, Moon. After, do you have anything? Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's the other game that stood out to me as well. I mean, it's it feels like it's too little, too late um, for the uh, Padres, but they're playing great baseball. I mean, I think me and Scott talked about this. I think last week uh, that the Padres were playing great baseball, but it, it, they probably there's not enough games left now for them to sneak into a wild card spot because as it stands, as of uh, before the Monday games, they're five games back. So, I mean, they could win out, but they'll need a lot of help. Uh, to get there, but um, yeah, hopefully that that's just something that maybe they can carry into next season because <laughs> you know Blake Snell is going to be the Cy Young Award winner for the National League. They have you no. Know, we talked about the top top four batters in this uh, in this uh, lineup for the Padres. It's probably up there among the best when they're all clicking at the same time. But um, I guess too little, too late for the Padres. But I agree with you, Seth Lugo has been in great form as well as, you know, Blake's down. They're going back-to-back Monday and Tuesday. So if you want to put together a little open parlay and and take Blake Snell and the Padres on Monday night and then, you know, come back with the Padres again on uh, Tuesday night, you know, I think that might, you know, work out well. But, yeah, that was the other game. Uh, you uh, you nailed it. I'll tell you what, man. Looking at the the National League wildcard standings, uh-huh. um, so you've got Philly – and the D-backs and the Cubs. Um, the first off, I'm just my eyes are drawn immediately to San Diego. Um, so the, the teams that are outside the wild card, Miami, Cincinnati, all the way down to Colorado. Um, the best run differential in there is the Mets with minus 20. Then go San Francisco minus 33, Miami minus 51, Cincinnati. The party is plus 91. Yeah. They're the only team in there with a plus run differential. And it's not even close, it's 91. And then the other thing that stands out right next to that number is their expected win-loss record, which uh-huh. I think is the, the Pythagorean record. 87 and 69. Yeah. Well, on 77, in, so that's 10 more games. Miami, who was sitting up there at the top, have an expected win-loss of 73 and 83. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. You, you, that figure, straight from the means sometimes, um, four or five games occasionally is quite a lot. That's the biggest disparity I've ever seen. I know Miami have won all those one-run games. They've won every one-run game they've played in. Uh, it's been incredible, but yeah. And the only thing with Snell is, I don't think he's going to be in San Diego next season. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to see how that pans out. But, I think something um, interesting next year, Mal, is that uh, it's something similar to football, right? When we talk about teams uh, that have a a big winning record against or in like uh, single uh, possession games, I think. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, that was the case last year uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, where I think they had like a a crazy record in one possession games, where you know you're expecting regression, right? And I think that yeah. regression is right now for the Minnesota Vikings in football, where they're zero and three. And now, like you mentioned for the Miami Marlins, where they've won so many one-run games, maybe next season we might have to look at, okay, that regression might be due for the Miami Marlins next season where they might not be in the National League wild card race or even in the NL West or sorry, NL East race that, you know, they might or we may have to look at an under 
on their uh, season win total for next season. But I think that's something interesting that we might have to look at. Uh, finally, moving off, are we going to throw out a lock and a dog here for Tuesday? Of course we are. Why Why? Why will, why will we not? Yes, Just because it's the last week of the regular good. season? Go on, then. All right, for my lock, uh, let's go over to the game between the uh, – where was that over that I like? Yeah, the Cubs and the Braves right now. Justin Steele and uh, um, Bryce Elder. I know we, we talked a lot about Justin Steele on the pod. How's he having a Cy Young season? Uh, but unfortunately, his last two starts, he's allowed six certain runs, uh, like you mentioned there, Mal. And um, I'm not sure if he'll be able to bounce back against his Braves lineup. And again, Bryce Elder hasn't been very good at all for this Braves team either. So, you know, you're you're in hot Atlanta. Temperatures are, are, are they're starting to cool down a little bit across the country because we're kind of getting to the fall um uh, into the fall uh, season here, but Atlanta is always hot, but I think this number nine is a, a little conservative. I'll take the over nine here as my luck uh, between the Cubs and the Braves uh, for uh, my dog. Uh, you know what? Let's go with the Diamondbacks run line, Mal. Minus one and a half Ooh. plus 110. Uh, I think there is some value there. We talked about Jose Urania. I mean, he hasn't won a game this season for the Chicago White Sox. I don't think that's going to start in this game against the Diamondbacks. I know I mentioned that Zach Davies has been absolutely brutal on the road this season, but the Arizona Diamondbacks have all the motivation in the world right now because, like we mentioned, they're they're in that National League wild card race. They need to hold on to that a spot if they want to win, um, or if they want to get in, they're going to have to win. So, I'll take the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, run line minus one and a half plus one ten as my dog. Okay. Uh, well, my lock, Munaf, is the Arizona Diamondbacks, but plain old money line, um, minus 132. It's right in that dangerous range where I can never pick a winner between minus 130 and minus 140. Um, yeah, they've won a lot of games just like this, and this is like eight to five or something, Arizona win. Uh, so we all win. We win the over, you cash, our cash. Um, and for my dog, I've got the same I've got the same game, Munaf, but I'm going to take the Cubs on the run line. Um, as we said, the, the Braves' job now is to position themselves ready to go um, next week uh, with all their ducks in a row. They don't need this. Um, Bryce Elder is a little bit wobbly or even worse. Um, and the Cubs have got the star picture out. Yeah, he's had two bad starts. However, um, he's proved his, his ability and I think he's, he's done enough that we have to trust him one more time. And the Cubbies are still going to go for it. So um, if we're getting a shootout, let's see if the Cubs can win um, this one. Plus 128 is the price on the Cubs. And I think we're enough. We've done it. Anything else you want to tell the people? No, I mean, uh, last week of the regular season, like we've we've mentioned, um, should be a lot of fun to watch this race down uh, the stretch for the AL West, especially and also the National League wildcard, like we've talked about on the pod. Um, so looking forward to it and definitely looking forward to the playoffs as well. So it's been a grind of a regular season. Appreciate everybody in the chat that's joined us all season long. Um, but you know, we're getting ever so close to the finish line and, and hopefully, you know, we, we get there that we can carry that our momentum, uh, into the playoffs, uh, for this, uh, for this MLB season. Yeah, completely agree with that move. It has been a grind. Um, but that's what we signed up for, and you, uh, you wouldn't have it any other way. I've loved every minute of it. Uh, and plenty more to come. Really looking forward to getting into some playoff baseball. It's just different. It's a different way. A handicap, ain't you? We've only got. I was all, I've already looked at next Tuesday's slate. I'm like, 
talk about getting ahead of myself. Um, I was trying to find the times of the games next Tuesday when obviously they're not arranged yet. But I was trying to work out if there's any days fall for me. Um, but yeah, there's four the four wildcard games uh, all take place next Tuesday. So yeah, it's just a different it's a different feeling, shorter slates, and uh, you've got more time to look into player props and things like that. So lots of exciting things. Um, I'll point you towards the Premier League Gambling Podcast where we give out terrible picks, but have a great time doing it. So go and listen to that. Um, and um, as Meenaf says, uh, like, rate, review. Um, in all the places where you get your podcasts. Thanks, everyone. Uh, thanks, Jason. <laughs> Congratulations again on chinning Trev. Um, unlucky Trev, try again tomorrow. Um, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.